Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen, that's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy. I like playing games. I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it's, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? 
Who is Jimmy Pardo? Guess again. Here he is. And I do the horns. You're the one yelling, Jimmy. Yeehaw! Let's have some maple syrup. Oh, man. See? I know what I'm doing, and I know how to catch it. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello everybody indeed yes welcome to the program episode 2809 of the award-winning program never not funny we won an award let's call it 14 years ago we are on our 15th anniversary and i am running that award-winning through the uh through the wash many, many times. It is, it's getting a little pilled. It's a pilled award. It's getting a little faded. Uh, but I still run it out there in, uh, in press releases and so on and so forth. And when I talk about the show, most people think I'm kidding when I say the award-winning podcast because people always go, want to come over and have some of my award-winning chili? They never won an award, but they say that. Uh, and then I think that's what people think when I talk say that about the podcast. But we do have a Lucite trophy to confirm we were given something at one point and uh, we welcome you in on what is a gloomy day here in los angeles california the uh, uh, overcast at least it is near my house maybe it's sunny in the valley what can you valley fellas uh, tell us about that sun sun broke out about an hour ago i think um it was is that def- true it's, it truly is it's sunny yeah yeah it was it was uh, gray uh, all morning and then uh, I think right as I was leaving to come here, it seemed like that's when it started to come out. Gray skies, nothing but gray skies, Garen Cockrell. Uh, now, listen, Garen, we saw, I finally saw your Instagram photograph uh, over the last few days. And uh, uh, you go for a different sort of vibe on that? What do you, uh, you go for a different uh, sort of uh, audience over there on Instagram? What are you doing? What are you talking about? Hey, what, hey, you're in a tank top. You're showing off your arms. Oh, I've never hey, seen. Hey, I get, you know what? I do a little... It just depends on how the picture comes out, really. Jimmy, that's uh, that's what the kids call a thirst trap. Uh, Garen's a he's a man of of, of needs, and <laughs> oh uh, when he's on the right, social media, if you will. He, <laughs> he needs you know he's everybody's uh, he's we're all human, and he he's got uh, he's got certain needs as a man, and uh, so maybe uh, another gentleman sees that picture and comes a calling. That's what I was asking. Is he is he going for something else over there on the Instagram that uh, he's not doing on the Twitter, or certainly not on this program? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. To be honest, I'm just trying to do something on a regular basis that kind of makes me feel good and talk about stuff. And, and that's wearing a tank top. Uh, <laughs> if I happen to be wearing, I've been wearing tank tops a lot lately. Uh, and, uh, showing off these shoulders. For t- to no effect or Do you reason. like a tank top? I, I I remember wearing them as a kid, but as an adult, I don't I don't care for them at all. I never I feel like much that. as a kid either. I, in my I, my experience, I always felt very vulnerable in a yes, tank top. I, I, yes, I, I never feel more self conscious. I, I I just can't do it. It's I I cannot get out of my head if I'm wearing a tank top. I'm not. I'm a scrawny man up in this area, and uh, it's never never been a good look for me. Um, so there's nothing to show off. <laughs> but if you, it, but if, if it, but if, if it feels good, like that's the thing. If I could get over my whatever it is, I got understand on a hot day. It'd be nice. But uh, mm. but no, I cannot. Would it uh, be nice? Because, again, as a kid, I would we would wear a tank top to go to Six Flags to go to the amusement park. And you'd be in a tank top for 
10 hours mm-hmm. um and and not th- i wouldn't think twice about it that's just what mm-hmm. every kid was wearing a tank top we were all in tank tops sure. uh, but now if you would have to pay me money to wear a tank top to go to an amusement park to, uh, to walk across the street to target you would have to pay me money <laughs> yeah i'm gonna add to it not only not only is garen wearing a tank top but there are different degrees of tank top for example there's the tank top that's very similar to the shirt that garen's wearing right now with a relatively tight circlet around the neck but then there is the deep hangy tank top oh there is yes. garen is which garen is using in his photographs which i am even more uncomfortable personally yeah. wearing um, so I, I appreciate the confidence that one would have to wear those. Yeah, he's wearing it's like a Washington Generals '70s uniform style tank. Top. Like that's a that is a different that that is very much a '70s look to me. That uh, it comes comes and goes fashion wise over the years. You know, I just have never been down with that. It's also, Garen, if I may, it's it's also very popular in the gay community. Is it not to wear that the style oh, of tank top? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, and you uh, being a gay man, you're trying to prove that you are because so often people think you're very, very straight because of uh, uh, your likes and interests and uh, that being women. And uh, so yeah, it's confusing. I most. love the ladies. Uh, so now you're 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 embracing it more. And, and by doing that, you're embracing it with uh, literally with open free arms. Yeah, just free for the wind. Great. Good. For, Car- man, don't, you, don't you get self-conscious about your pits? You got your your pits hanging out, man. Well, I don't, I'm not doing any kind of, you know. What do you play tennis? What do you play today? You got to do an overhand. Leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, very good. But wear your chaps. Wear whatever you want. Put your hot pants on. Put your chaps on. I don't give a shit what you wear. I'll tell you, I've, because it's usually stuff that I end up, it's like a sleep thing, really. I don't really go outside with a tank top on often, but, and I've had it like before, like I've woken up for the show and stuff and I just like. I get a shirt over it. I don't like. I would never wear a tank top on the show. That's unprofessional. I will wear a drag queen T-shirt, but heaven forbid, the shoulders you, are exposed on, on on the show. Oh no, my, no, sir! You wear whatever you want. This is you. This is you know. That's your square. That is your square. That, that's your rectangle. Make it your own. Make it your own. You you want to show up in a tank top? Do it. You would you know put whatever whatever makes you comfortable. I mean, you show up with that All fucking right. hair every week. You do whatever I, you want to do. I know. I got to figure something out with this hair. What are you talking about? It looks great. Yeah. I, I think I might want to go for a different st- style. Maybe. I don't, I don't know yet. I like it. Don't get me wrong, but I just oh, don't know man. how I can rock a fringe. <laughs> that just reminded think- me. Sorry to interrupt. The, Elise and I happened upon an old, uh, never not viney compilation the other day. And, uh, I don't know when it was from, but as it was going through, it suddenly cut to Garen and he had, I forgot this was a time and a thing, but do you remember when Garen had the Justin Bieber, like the early Bieber shaggy bowl? Uh, I was like, we were both just like, whoa, Garen, look at that little boy. (laughs) 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 Oh man, I got to find that one and send it to you. It's so like, so shocking to see now clean shaven. uh, You got that, just that hair swooping down around the front. Uh, it's great. Loved it. There's Matt, did you find that? I always seem to. I'm sorry, Garen. What did you say, Garen? I, I just said there's been a lot of hairstyles that I've. Yeah. In the last three weeks. What I was going to ask, Matt, is uh, yeah. whenever I find myself landing on a viney, which then brings me down a viney 
uh, wormhole is is I was watching some other video and then it says also suggested, you know, Viney compilation, blah, blah, blah. And then I click on that. For those that don't know what we're talking about, a, a gentleman named Never Not Viney used to make these Vine clips uh, for our show. Uh, not for not for our show. He was something he wanted to do um, with clips from our show. And now that he puts them on YouTube and uh, it's a compilation of the clips for the for uh, what we call seasons and um, just nonsense, just a little, uh, you know, f- four second snippet of nonsense over and over. And uh, whenever I watch those, I've, I, I, I've lived it and I laugh like an idiot watching those things. I, I'm exactly the same way. It's kind of embarrassing, but uh, it, it almost always I have tears in my eyes by the end of it. And I, can't, I agree with that because yeah. that, that kid picks the right clips. Yeah. Like he really uh, he's very good at if, whatever skill that is, whatever <laughs> uh, he has well, a good ear for comedy yeah, from this dumb I, show. I think he I think he's he responds to the same things we respond to apparently because with the stuff that he thinks is really funny i mean it's not the part of it is like if if you and i are on the show are both like falling out of our chairs then it's probably clearly that's a funny moment to us and sure so anyone you know watching hopefully people who enjoy the show agree with us that the, that moment was funny but there are other things that are like less obvious that i i'm, I'm yeah he, i think he does a great job um, so look for those on the, on the, on the YouTube. Um, and that is called, uh, never not Viney is the gentleman's name. Does he they still are... tweet them? Like that was a, the, it started as a, it was a vine thing, but it was a Twitter account called at never not Viney. I, maybe, I don't know. He's been, uh, I've seen some people asking about him cause he hasn't done one in a while, but he oh. just had a kid. Oh, so oh, what's the fuck? Let's go get back that, on the stick. Yeah, he's <laughs> Brother. fine. He'll, he'll be back. You know, listen, we, you know, Matt had two kids. I had a kid. The show goes on, buddy. Let's go. You put the kid to sleep. You get the editing button out and you get moving. Let's go. Bedtime. That's when you do it. I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of hearing these lazy excuses. I'm not going to tolerate it today. I'm not tolerating it. Hey, uh, and of course, that will uh, now be a clip. Of course. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. There you go. There's your first. Um, I want to say happy birthday to our buddy Chris Regan, our friend, uh, friend of the show, Chris Regan's birthday today. If you're not following him on Twitter, speaking of Twitter, uh, you're missing out. He is uh, maybe my favorite follow on Twitter. Uh, always funny and uh, uh, made me laugh again today, which uh, then made me uh, then get uh, made me laugh. And then I went over to my Facebook page, uh, which I just boy, oh boy, every day I, I teeter back and forth on. Is this the day that I just go, you're done and cut it loose? What day will that be? What day? Will it be that I just say goodbye to all those people? Because really, that's what you're doing. You're kind of saying mm. to so maybe some distant cousins, some people you grew up with, whether, you know, it's not all, I mean, the, a big part of it is I don't like the toxicity of Facebook, mm. but not everybody is involved in that. So, you know, you hide those people, but then it sneaks in from time to time with the algorithm. Uh, but what you're really saying is, hey, you seven people that I do like from high school, that but but not enough to communicate with on a regular basis, uh, we're done that yeah. you're, you're, you're we're done well if, if you if you agree with the premise that it's uh not a, that it's it's a the company is not good they they've they've done bad things that have been detrimental to our society and that it's like personally not healthy uh which is was the case for me it may differ for different people then uh you know, I, I kind of feel like it's just a matter of time to before you go. Yeah, OK, I, 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 I can make the extra effort. You know, you basically it takes more work. You have to go. Oh, who are the people I care about keeping in touch with? 
and basically reach out to them and say, I'm leaving Facebook, but I want to stay in touch with you. Uh, here's te- I'll te- text me your number or I'll text you, whatever the hell. And uh, we'll do it that way so that I don't have to basically be a part of this thing that I think is bad and, and you know, I don't want to be. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. Hey, it's so-and-so's birthday feature today. I like that so much. My that calendar that does be, that, though. My calendar nah, does fuck that noise. I <laughs> well, I, uh, I was just going to say, I you know, I, Matt is off Facebook, but still is uh, I have an businessly account. obligated to still have an account. <laughs> yeah. I no longer have an account at all. Yeah. Um, and w- I accidentally came across this, but I'm assuming you could do it on purpose. You all of the birthdays are added into my Apple calendar. Right. And I also downloaded all of the Facebook stuff so that I would have it. It's my, they're my pictures. It's my contact information, all that kind of stuff. So I actually have a whole address book with all the people right. that I was contacted with on Facebook. So my computer reminds me of people's birthdays. I see. And, and then I can look if they've got an email address that they had put on Facebook, I can then look for that and then I can email them a happy birthday and that's the let, way that I stay Let me be more clear. Let me, maybe I'm not being clear. <laughs> I don't want to communicate with them outside of that. I don't want to. Uh, uh, that, that once a year happy birthday is yeah. plenty. But that's what I'm saying is that that for most of these folks, that's that's what I end up doing is just uh, the thing comes up. I email them happy birthday. They say thanks. But he's saying like a text or an email is too personal for the people he's talking about. Like that is true there. The level of of interaction on Facebook is perhaps the lowest level of connection (laughs) you can have with a human being. And for some relationships, it's the right amount. It's perfect. Like I absolutely perfect. I've definitely there are people that I used to keep track of if not in touch with via facebook that are no longer in my life because i'm not on it anymore and yeah. that's just yeah. what that is what it is you know and that and again, and again that was the whole premise of what i said yeah. I, by leaving facebook i'm accepting those people right. will no longer be yeah. part of my life yeah yeah sure. because i don't i don't want to text them right um I, I, and look we we had a class together in 1982 <laughs> right that doesn't require me to fucking t- know your phone number and text you. I mean, yeah. that's the truth. Yeah. That's not it. Sure. And by the way, they should feel the same way about me. Yes. That shouldn't yeah. be. Right. That, that's if, it. If either of you felt differently, one of you would have said, hey, can I get your number? 100%. Right. 100%. But that's the thing. Like, I'm not trying to talk you into anything or I'm just I'm just sharing my experience. But I left my account active so that on the odd chance that anyone needs to reach out to me and had no other way of doing it they can send me a message on facebook and i i do receive it i get a notification of that so that i can still receive that it's maybe happened three times in the last five years i think it's been right. about five years since i quit um was it was it or it was four years i don't i think it was i don't know it had some, was, was it pre-trump it, or it, was, it, it was, might have been during the election i think it was the summer before yeah i think it was the summer of 2016 so five years yeah. um yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, th- that's I, I kind of feel like I should like delete my account, but I kind of like having that uh, that one thread remaining just in case a <coughs> high school acquaintance feels the need to reach out to me. I don't know. Well, there's also, you know, to that point, uh, there's the stuff on Facebook where, you know, if, uh, you know, so and so passed away. Mm-hmm. That sure. I wouldn't have heard about that yeah. if it wasn't for Facebook. Right. You know, uh you know, somebody, uh, hey, somebody, hey, that guy from, uh, you know, uh, 1985 graduating class passed away. Oh, I remember that guy. Well, that's, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to get on a text chain 
um, about that. Well, like, you know, I know you were really upset about DMX passing away. And so that would have been something it would have, you would not have found out about. I mean, I guess I would have texted you to, to check in on you to right. make sure you're okay. But I could also tell you that didn't show up in one single post <laughs> on my Facebook over the weekend. Not, not one, not one. That's a really interesting example of some people that mattered and, and meant something to them. And for me, I just never thought he was good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Even as a fan of rap, I was just like, I was kind of amused by him. But, uh, and I'm sorry to, if people, you know, feel strongly about him. Uh, I understand that, that we all have different tastes, but, but uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's just always interesting. You know, I saw an SNL, I think it was Chris Red was hoping, holding up a sign during the cl- the credits saying like RIP DMX. Like clearly it meant something to him. Um and you know when when mca from the beastie boys died i felt something and i'm sure a lot of people just thought those guys were clowns but uh yeah it's just it's just weird and then you know prince philip big loss <laughs> well, yeah, that, rocked that, my that world <laughs> big 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 loss to uh to cousin marriage <laughs> yeah historical cousin this is marriage. a real a real tough time for uh for that whatever that's called that's not quite incest but uh yeah. Uh, speaking of SNL, SNL gave DMX and Annie Bates the same uh, <laughs> Level, tribute. Like yeah. a woman, a woman who revolutionized that show, wrote some of the most iconic sketches on that show, yeah. got the same placard as <laughs> as a guy, as DMX. a musical guest, <laughs> as a musical guest. Right? Yeah. Just r- really, really. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, you don't uh, since you're not on social media, Matt. Uh, uh, speaking of Chris Red, uh, uh, he makes me laugh on Twitter every time because th- th- uh, for this reason, this is what he does. Um, Vulture or Deadline will always post a link to whatever rap video was done. Hmm. And they'll say, uh, hilarious rap video with Kid Cudi, uh, Pete Davidson, and Timothy Chalamet. Uh, what, how do uh, you say his name? Chalamet. Yep. And then Chris Red will always tweet, hey, I was there too. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm not kidding. It happens Every video, oh, boy, every wow. video, they ignore him. And like this one was like Oliver was even pointed out. He's the star of this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he still gets, you know, gets ignored. And yeah. then people will say, dude, why does this happen every time? He goes, it happens every time. And then sure enough, two weeks will go by and I'll go as a reminder, I was in that video. So wait, they say like they'll say Keenan. They'll say other cast member is not just the star, like the guest stars. They'll say who's ever in that rap video. Right. Like, Except. but, but include like, yeah, because if it was just, if it just said Kid Cudi and Timothy Chalamet or, you know, whatever week, like Maya Rudolph was in it because <laughs> she was the host of the show. Like if they were just saying, here are the quote unquote stars that are in it, but not include Keenan and, uh, no, they always, e- they, o- they always include the other, whatever. Okay, uh, yeah. And by the way, they always include Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson's name right. is Pete Davidson does it again. <laughs> it basically is what they say. Jesus. And uh, Pete Davidson does it again with this time with Kid Cudi and Timothy Chalamet. It's like, and then Chris, Red, <sighs> I was there too. That's horrible. It's really, it is, it is the biggest fucking slight. It's ridiculous. What was the, th- I remember laughing at it. Now I can't remember what, it was the, a good one. what the joke was. Uh, uh, oh, the, the flutes, tiny the flutes. flutes. <laughs> yes. This was, now Matt, I know you didn't like last week's episode. You have to agree that this week's was the best of the season. I enjoyed it. I laughed a lot. A lot of funny in this season. I laughed this a lot And well. that, that woman, Carrie Mulligan was very funny. Very yeah, good. She was great. Yep. And so was her husband. And, you know, I don't uh, I don't like the Mumford and Sons uh, for one that second was, of musically. Do I like them? But he was good. I was I, a great bit. I was so thrown by the fact that he's British that I thought the joke was that he was doing a fake British accent. I was like, no, this guy must be con- from Kentucky. Right. Because of uh, all I know is their music. I'm like, they can't be British. That's 
It's like roots music. It's uh, yeah, hillbillies over there. That's where the, the banjo con- you can can go overseas. They're they're mm-hmm. they're Tennessee hillbillies. What's going? I don't on? disagree with you, but the banjo can travel. I guess so. I guess the the banjo. I mean, probably wasn't even invented in the United States. I don't know where it came from, but I would if I had to take a guess, I would say it's uh, from uh, Asia. I'm going to say uh, from Asia. Hmm. There's a lot of guitar type instruments all across the world because the Silk Road kind of made it go everywhere. So you got different kind of lutes and things. But I I want to say I, I believe that the original banjo is an African instrument. I'm not 100% certain of that. Wow. The handmade gourd instruments that would become the modern banjo originated in West Africa. Look at look at, look at Elliot Hochberg, always the fucking <laughs> smartest in the room. <laughs> Jag off. Let somebody else have fun guessing where something was invented, you fucking uppity prick. It's exhausting. It's what about the uh, let's maybe we can salvage this for you, Jimmy? What about the modern banjo? Where was the first appearance? Oh, of? like this, like a like a steel body. Well, the, like what we now call a banjo, because obviously hmm. everything comes from something else. Like stringed instruments, you know, have a long evolution. But like the circular, you know, drum with strings, and you know, you know, the the shortened key where the key's a little little further up on the side than the other ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was I'm, Matt's very polite way of just agreeing with you to end that. Yeah, I don't know what you what you whatever want. The, whatever you want extra you, credit yes. for knowing that there's another fucking key. Yes, that is that is my entire life. Matt is just <laughs> oh. just a little bit of extra credit. Can I get just a little you bit of extra credit? You got West Africa. You got West Africa. You dickhead. <laughs> just let just to just bask in that for five seconds before you throw extra key. Oh, the newer ones, then with the tinier key and the shortened. Yeah, whatever the fuck needs to be modern banjo. You knew what I meant. Yeah, we're, I assume we're, we're filling time and waiting for Garen to actually have the answer. I mean, I don't, have, I don't think we have that kind of time. It's a two hour show. <laughs> it's uh, it's difficult to, to determine exactly where the original was coming from. I bet, I bet Lee uh, was there Lee Quick. She'll know. Lee Quick would know that. Called Lee yeah, Quick. I bet. Uh, has a banjo. I think she's selling a banjo for forty five thousand dollars. That uh, <laughs> so she could buy a new one for sixty seven thousand dollars. Oh, by the way, all I thought about was Lee Quick during that uh, that tiny flute thing because I assumed at some point <laughs> yes, that Lee I did Quick too. probably had to sell a flute. I thought of her too. Um, yeah, there was. But that was funny. There was a, the news was spot on. Um, Do you know? Once again, the only thing I didn't think was good was the cold open. I feel like they they're determined to put bad sketches in the cold open. I I, I liked it for this reason. I thought it made a nice statement, and I also yeah. liked that it was sure. very short. I liked yeah, that. That's true. And it, also, I think it was the best one they've done all season. To me, it was all statement and no comedy. Like I, I just I just I don't disagree with that. But uh, I'm also not a woman or a person of color. So uh, mm. if those people wanted to take that time to make that, uh, I'm going to give that to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garen, you got anything yet? Banjo. Yep. yep. Jo- Joel Sweeney was the first star performer on the banjo in the 1800s. It's often said that he invented the modern banjo by adding frets to the neck and also introducing a fifth string. Oh, we did, about did, did it have key? Like a little key, a different key further up the neck? <laughs> However, many people question these claims nowadays, but that is what we have. Well, where was that guy? Uh, good question. Yeah, what's his name? Joel Silver? Is that the actor Joel, Joel Silver? <laughs> <laughs> Joel Sweeney. Joel Sweeney. Oh, yeah, banjo great Joel Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Get us up to, uh, yes. Just the other day, I said, Oliver, pop him out of the old Victorola. Let's listen to the great Joel Sweeney. Uh, Matt, I think what you have to remember, by that I mean you and I, and Garen for, uh, to that, is that uh, Garen has roommates, 
you have family, I have family, Elliot has no one. So on a Monday, he hasn't spoken to anybody since Thursday. So if somebody says, do you, hey, what do you think about this, Elliot? He's, he's rare. He's ready. He's Here ready. it comes. Here comes three days yep. of banjo knowledge coming at you. By the way, I'm just, I'm just, I paused right there because I expected Elliot to go, I told you about the time that I played in a banjo band, right? <laughs> I've never played the banjo. Yeah, but but you have always you always seem to have some tentacle into every weird little thing. It's like I've got, I've got a friend who's in a, a banjo graphic band. designer for a lemonade stand, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my 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 friend Denny Hardwick was uh, a banjo player in uh, in a Disneyland banjo band. Oh wow! I think they had four banjos, maybe. Yeah, those guys, the, the, the wandering guys, the guys that wander yeah. around with the banjos. With the, with the, with the hat and the... Who, by tight. the way, on paper, I should hate and want to kick in the balls. <laughs> I don't dislike that when that shows up next to me while I'm having a bland piece of pizza. Oh, wait. There, I've, I've seen the... There's the acapella quartet. The, the, uh, the barbershop, barbershop quartet. quartet mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the banjos. Oh, yeah. You've, I bet you you have. I, or or <clears> you <throat> just think it's the you're on Main Street and that's the music playing. Right, right. Yeah. Those yeah, guys, would, wonder, would, they, they look just like the barbershop quartet guys, but they've got banjos. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. I, I don't that, know if he still does it, but he did it for many years. Interestingly, uh, Steve Martin, also famous for playing the banjo, also worked at Disneyland, but probably not at the same time as your friend. And also, I don't think he ever played the banjo there. He was like worked in the magic shop or something. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. That story sounds familiar. Right. Um, but first, little foggy micro breakdown. <laughs> That's off his first album. I randomly put on uh, Steve, the, the Bright Star uh, last night. Uh, remember Bright Star, that musical that Steve Martin and Edie Brickell wrote? Yeah. What it is is what it is, right? <laughs> is, that, is that a line from it? <laughs> no, what I am, the her song. Remember, oh, what I am yeah. is what I am. And I don't know what I mean. Made, it is because we were talking about an, uh, a project. Yes. Uh, man, I love the music from that. I, you love it. You love yeah, Bright Star. Did we see that live with a different cast when it came to Los Angeles? I think we did, right? I, I did. I, I don't. I think you did too. We didn't see it together, but uh, at the Amundsen. Yes. Yeah, and it was phenomenal. I mean, the, the the story is is basically just. I mean, it's not good, but but it's like the the songs are so good. The musicianship was incredible. It was like just seeing like a great concert uh, and. Yeah, really cool. I don't know what made me put it on, but I just... Uh, oh, great. Yeah. Well, you know what? Put music on. Put on whatever makes you happy. That's what the... You know, if it makes you happy. I think Cheryl Crow... Can't be that bad. Crow was that. <laughs> yep, she did. Crow, I swallowed my own tongue while I tried to say that sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I had something to do. Oh, you know what we did? A, uh, we did, I had our pop culture show over the weekend. We had that on the uh, uh, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Uh, very convenient for the East Coast. Um <laughs> Midnight, uh, Debbie Weissman, uh, who's a longtime Nerd Not Funny fan, was in there. And she's in Newfoundland. And I believe that's four and a half hour difference or something. That's like, a, Yeah, that's one. I think, is it one hour or, or is it at least one hour further than the East Coast? But I, it's either, it's, it's I think it's one and a half. Yeah, that's weird. I, like I, it's a weird half hour thing that work? too, if I'm not mistaken. That seems like a mess if you're going to have half hours. Well, listen, the, 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 it's it's the found land, and I think it's on the newer uh, the newer <laughs> side of things. Um, uh, I think it's is it is it maybe it's just three and a half hours, but I want to say it's four and a half hours. It's four oh seven p.m. there currently. Okay, so, so it's eleven. Four, wait, so that's uh, yeah. five and a half hours. No, four and a half. Four and a half. That's four, four and a half. half eleven to twelve to one to two to three. That's four, and then it's four oh seven. Yeah, so four and yeah, a half four hours. Four and a half hours. 
So if we started at nine, what is that? One, one thirty in the morning, her time. Wow. Well, that's not that bad. Suck it up. I thought it was, you know what it seemed, it seemed later than that to me. That's late. To start pretty late. then? I mean, then it's not going to be over until three. Hey, make no mistake. I'm asleep three hours before that. So, uh, yeah. But in my head, it was 4.30. Like, I, I had it like that right, it was right, 4.30 right. in the morning. And, uh, but still, that's crazy. So, so thank you, Debbie, for staying up uh, uh, to watch that. And she stuck around all the way through the Q&A at the end. And uh, that happens. And uh, it was fun. Chris Fairbanks, uh, Kristen Studdard, and um, Guy Branham, all very, very funny, the panel. Uh, Nikki, our new friend, Nikki Urban, was great. Uh, Chris Fairbanks' hair, I'm pretty sure, is uh, about to invade your houses. That's how crazy it's gotten. <laughs> Is it? I haven't seen him in a while. Is it? Give it on the Josh Day scale. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it equal to Josh Day? Not quite. Well, Josh you Day. know, you know, Josh Day falls down. Yeah. Whereas Chris's goes up and out. So <laughs> okay. it's. I'm going to say it's on the same level, just different directions. Got it. I mean, it's it's bananas. Yeah, it's, Josh Josh Day. For people who don't know, he's a, he's a friend of ours and a, a listener. His hair. He looks like the cowardly lion. With, yeah. Like ah. in costume. Uh, well, and plus he's got that beard. Yeah, it's all happening. Yeah. There's so much hair; it's insane. And uh, uh, but uh, Fairbanks, uh, uh, you know, all of them. But uh, you know, Oliver loves Chris Fairbanks, and so like when it was over, he's like, "Dad, Chris Fairbanks is one of the best." And uh, so was Oliver watching in another room while you were doing it in your office? They were watching. Danielle and Oliver were watching in the other room. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. You know, we got that new Ethernet cable that seems to be working very, very well around Great. the house. Nice. Uh, so they're able to watch that with no hiccups, no problems whatsoever. Nice and smooth. No whammies. Uh, no whammies whatsoever. Uh, enjoying themselves. And, uh, uh, but I had something. Else. Oh, you know what we did? Uh, here's what we did. Uh, uh, thank you to a listener, Reed Hallett. Uh, he invited us to go down to uh, look at the James Webb Space Telescope. Um, and so uh, Danielle Oliver and I went down there last uh, Friday. Uh, you go into a little viewing room, a little viewing area uh, with Reed. Reed stands about uh, six to ten feet away from you and says, uh, hey, look through that window. If you have any questions, let me know. We had lots of questions. and uh, But just the idea of seeing this humongous telescope that is in, you know, uh, the end of the year is going to be on a rocket going into space and then orbiting for years Uh just really overwhelming almost emotional wow to to see something like that yeah. uh and then know you know uh just a, a really so i think reed a, a really unique experience to to see this thing yes elliot uh so you say humongous there's a lot of things we might consider humongous are we talking automobile apartment complex boy that's like, where great, is it that's a great question i'm going to say bigger than an auto, uh bigger than an automobile um smaller than a bus maybe it's maybe the same size as a bus so okay. it could be bus sized. Maybe not. Maybe automobile. Maybe big. Maybe a minivan. How about SUV? Maybe SUV. SUV maybe a bit. Maybe a, maybe a big. Uh, like a suburban. Uh, like a suburban or a, a S. What's what's the big stretch? Expedition. It's, no. What's the what's the big one that the rappers is, drive? That, oh, Escalade. An Escalade. Maybe yeah. an Escalade. Okay. It's sixty nine and a half feet by forty six no. and a half feet. Goddamn. All right. So that's bigger than a car, guys. It turns out. <laughs> Half as big as a 737 aircraft. Wow. Okay. Jesus. Okay. So get get erase car from your uh, <laughs> <laughs> erase car. 
Um, so, yeah, wait, you know what? Big. It is humongous, and I just, I, 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 for, I guess, in perspective, couldn't, couldn't. Well, you couldn't walk up to it. You had to. Look. Oh no, 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 no! You're behind lots of glass. Yeah, and, and the guys no... are walking around in like Oompa Loompa costumes. Oh, oh nice! <laughs> They're in like the, the what they call, I guess they call them bunny, they bunny costumes, bunny, bunny up. suits. And then they walk around in uh, in there and uh, with different colored uh, headgear. So that's who you know. Uh, that guy's an engineer. That guy's a this. Uh, that guy's a that. So, so is it similar to this, Jimmy? It was not similar to that. No, sir. <laughs> no, that was that that's shit out of spacey. Here. So it's basically like they're playing Among Us in real life. There's different color <laughs> guys. I don't and... know. What, I don't know what Among Us is. So yes, <laughs> it's a very popular game. Actually, that's one video game that Jimmy Pardo might enjoy. Uh, it's not really about video gaming. It's more of a social game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like. Is it like mafia? Is that a good a, a comparison? I think that's a good close close approximation. Yeah. Or werewolf, if you're if people play that. Yeah, it's, which it's is essentially the same game. Basically, it's like a, you're a, a bunch of a little oompa loompas on a spacecraft or a space station, and uh, everybody is assigned a task, but two people are assigned as the. Um, killers or what what do they call them i forget imposters imposters yeah but but they they if you're one of the imposters you you have to kill the other people and then everybody else has to figure out who the killers are uh by by convening and and getting into a chat you know and and saying hey i i I saw this guy go over there that was that was sus that's where that came from the word sus uh and uh i think you would yeah it's kind of like if it was in jackbox you wouldn't think twice about playing it and you would probably love it uh, you know what? I, 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 that's a good point. It's all about the rapper for me. W R A P P E R. Yeah. However, it is delivered. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I think Reed for uh, taking time out of his busy day over there on uh, the, the campus. Yeah, I want to do that too. He invited all of us, and uh, mm-hmm. I've been meaning to uh, schedule that. And uh, it's worth it. Thank it's you worth it. Get down there me. before they take it out of that uh, that little room. Okay. And, and that, you know, the little room that houses this 69 by 46 foot thing. <laughs> just a it's shed. bigger than Hubble. It is. I've just been told it's bigger wow. than the Hubble telescope. This is the James Webb. And of course, you remember, uh, Jimmy Webb wrote uh, Galveston, MacArthur Park. Right. Uh, he also is, uh, they named this the telescope after. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, mean, it's crazy. That's very, right? oh, that, what they, an they honor. This, that, well, you know what? The, 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 somebody at NASA loves the songs of Jimmy Webb. And so, you know, it's that. Named the telescope after him. They said, well, that's a coincidence. We have a, a gentleman here named James Webb. And they went, that's not for him. Don't give him the fucking second to think that it's for him. <laughs> it's for the songster. Is it bigger uh, than the, you've, you've been to, you've, well, you saw it go by your house too, I think. But you've been to see the space shuttle, right? I have not been to see the space oh, shuttle. Oh, you haven't? Oh, that's really cool too. No, I only saw, you know, my, my son went at an age where it didn't impress him. He, you know, we, you remember being at the age where he went to, when he went to the museum, it seemed like a chore. Yes. That's when they brought him. And it's one of those things where he refuses to admit that he would have a different opinion of a museum today hmm. than any. By the way, maybe he wouldn't. You know, it yeah. could still be uh, effing boring. I, I was bored by a lot of stuff as a kid that I would now be very interested in. I think I just, you know, I, my parents were always trying to, like, force me to give a shit about stuff that I didn't give a shit about. And so, uh, which is good. That's what you should do as a parent. And hopefully some of it, like, seeps in. But uh, but if you do it a lot, I think you just get as a kid, you get more exasperated by it. And uh, so you, I don't know what the solution is. <laughs> do you just lay off or do you I don't I guess uh, keep trying. Well, I mean, look, look the pandemic has had forced right. us to lay off. Yes, you know, various things. Yeah. So uh, maybe when this thing lifts and, uh, you know, we'll bring them to see that space shuttle. I was thinking about that because I was kind of thinking of like maybe driving. It's not that crazy to drive to the Grand Canyon from here. Um, we have we've met we've we've taught we've had this conversation at this house. 
about driving to the Grand Canyon yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that's a, that's a great example of a thing that as a kid I was like, yep. But it's crazy. Like <laughs> when you think about it, it's a, it's a cool thing to look at. But I just didn't care about natural wonders when I was a kid. Right. Mm. Uh, well, then you'll love the uh, Mount Rushmore. It took, I was in my 30s. I realized that was not a national. I went there, too. And uh, yeah, didn't really care. Also, the most disappointing thing about that is you how far away you are from it. When you get to the, yeah. the, the lookout, you can't really get anywhere close to it. So when you when you walk out there, you're like, uh-huh. That's exactly what I've seen on 100 postcards. That's this it. is the same angle and distance. There's nothing more interesting about this experience than looking at a photograph. You're looking at a postcard, and yeah. then you go, oh, terrific. Glad I drove the hour and a half from my hotel to see this. Great. Now, now if you could walk on their heads, that would be cool. Right. Let me walk on their heads. Let me get in that nose, Lincoln. <laughs> I want to get in that nostril. I'll go in any of them. I'm, I'd welcome uh, in any of the uh, sure. four gentlemen's nasal cavities. Even Teddy. You know, clearly the odd man out there. Is the kind well, of Well, Teddy is a good thing because uh, if you start falling, you grab onto that stash. <laughs> you got a uh, little safety net there for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Lorraine Newman is joining us. She's in the waiting room. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with, uh, with Lorraine. Uh, she's got a brand new book out uh, that is available over there on Audible. Um, and uh, it is terrific. I listened to all nine hours of it and uh it is outstanding uh so we will talk to her of course we got oliver's trivia question and uh, we'll do all that and a heck of a lot more grab ass nonsense when we come back right after this uh listen this is you you know this uh, belknap and and hokeberg and myself we love the factor meals in fact garen cockrell's gotten on board with the factor recently yeah he's into it i we, mean who wouldn't like it and once you try it you go hey this is good stuff once you factor you can't go back there yeah it's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it. You'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> and nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah. In I, the, in the imagine, 16 years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very I think it was hipster. very of the pre-me. Like, I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid, it, it, oh, yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's where I don't, I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on. With we're here to talk about factor. Yeah. Although, you know what? Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right. Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else. Right. No, that, oh, no, that's get them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all, this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. <laughs> and Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. It's, like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... 
the SSS, or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, yep. not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's uh, When you go on and on about Shopify, you, sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. A, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah well, as uh, much as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if we, illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2809. We are joined by, I'm going to say it, I don't know if it makes her uncomfortable or not, comedy legend, uh, Lorraine Newman, who's got a great new auto, uh, audio book out called May You Live in Interesting, Interesting Times. Uh, it is available on Audible, I want to say. That's where I got it. And um, uh, it is nine point something hours in length. And it is, yeah. uh, it is wonderful. It is. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, nine hours uh, walk down, honestly, memory lane of uh, what was interesting about it for me. First of all, hello, Lorraine. Um, Hi, Jimmy. Uh, nice to see you. Thank you for being you here. You too. It's a pleasure. Uh, what I loved about it was it, you know, as a kid who, you know, was 10 years old when Saturday Night Live started and was introduced to you. And, you know, while you talk about your childhood, it was still a walk down memory lane for me because from 75 on, you were hitting these fence posts, these mile markers that, you know, uh, ref, uh, reflected my life as well. So, um, oh, that's interesting. I somehow made your book about me is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how the fuck I did that. And you're yes. the only person that's ever done that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, but the book is, it's terrific and you should be, Thank I, I, you. I don't mean this condescendingly, you should be proud of it. It was, uh, uh, it's a, it's a great listen. Thank um, you so much. And the, uh, you know, Matt Belknap here, uh, Matt, raise your hand so Lorraine knows Yes, we, we, yes. <laughs> uh, Matt, it, it, when you look at it and it, it's an auto, uh, an audio book, it look, nine hours looks daunting. But if, as Matt Belknap said, think of it as nine one hour podcasts and then it doesn't seem daunting. Yeah. It seems like yeah. the easiest thing. If you got a long drive, I, I couldn't listen to a nine-hour book if my, well, if my life depended on it, but my mind wanders. I, you know, I, I shouldn't be dropping dime on myself like this. <laughs> I prefer written word. Uh, I, I can't listen to audiobooks, but I've listened to a few, and the ones that have engaged me have been where people have done various voices. Uh, and you do that uh, throughout the book, which is wonderful. And um, uh, also, we can't talk about audiobooks without talking about the great Campbell Scott. How great is his voice? <laughs> Good Lord, do I love Campbell Scott. He does voice. have a great voice. Oh, Lorraine, I've never heard a book read better. Not other than yours, of course. John Slattery. 
John oh, Slattery Slattery. reading Duma Key. It's a it's a Stephen King book that's like hmm. that long, but he he's amazing. Just FYI. All right, so Slat, uh, but uh, I, I, I like you know Slattery's one of those guys that no matter what role he's into on television, I just enjoy hearing his voice, so I can believe it. Um, the other guy would be, and I, I he was overdone for a while, but. Uh, uh, Peterman, Peterman, Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, the uh, the catalog guy. Yeah. What What's his real name? John. I don't John know, but O'Hurley? I know he's an animal lover. John O'Hurley. He is That's an animal it. lover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, but he's got a great voice too. But it, it was overexposed for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And it's, it's time I talk about how overexposed that <laughs> voice was. Take a shot at him. Thirteen years ago. Reason. Gives a shit. Um, <laughs> Lorraine, uh, now we've, we've known each other a long time, and so uh, uh, I, I'm uh, grateful that you are here. Uh, but what I love about the book is while you hang out with somebody, they don't always want to talk about uh, their past. They don't want to talk about, you know, the five years of being on SNL. But the book uh, uh, lets uh, a guy like me know about all that information and, uh, and with, with an insight that others don't necessarily have because we didn't live it. Or even people that have written the the the. Uh, the autobiographies and biographies of the people you were lived it you were in it um and so you're able to share stories with people that uh, uh others can't get is that something that's safe to say in a long-winded way yes thank you lorraine newman thank you for your time lorraine <laughs> we'll, see you. we'll see you next time uh you know i um christina mcginnis is someone that uh has worked in our offices from the very beginning and she's still there i believe and she was listening to it and and said that uh, this is the first thing that has accurately represented what it was really like. And other people like Tom Schiller, who was an original writer, said, you paralleled my experience, you know. But I, I always knew that when I wrote this thing, I'd be responsible for a lot of SNL things. That would be the motivating factor for anybody who's going to listen to this. And the fact is, I couldn't remember a lot of stuff. And so I really had to <clears throat> decide on what kind of story I wanted to tell, and that kind of triggered the memories associated with those things. Like I chose to talk about my favorite ensemble sketches, and then I started to remember all the inside stuff associated with those sketches, as well as act, you know, asking actors and writers to fill me in and update me on ah. what they knew about it. So, you know, Garrett Morris and Jane Curtin and Bill Murray, they helped me, you know, uh, fact check. <laughs> oh, that's, you know what, that, that's, uh, I'm glad you said that because in reading, the, not reading, in listening to the book, uh, you do talk over and over how you don't remember a lot of things. And then you go into more detail than I can remember from yesterday. Uh, well, so you did yeah. have people help maybe fill in these gaps where uh, your uh, drug uh, past may have blocked out. It could be, but it's also when you're doing the show, you're not watching it. Right. Mm. And you're not privy to what's going on. So, uh, you know, uh, that's also one of the reasons I chose to feature the ensemble sketches, because I don't talk about ones that I'm necessarily in. Right. I like to celebrate ones that I think are really great and really represent the personality of our show at that time. Uh, hey, you know, speaking of celebrating, uh, we brought it up earlier on the show here, uh, but you you make a, 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 a big thing about uh, the writers. You celebrate the writers quite a bit in the book, uh, specifically Ann Bates, and uh, who sadly passed away. And we were uh, talking about how at SNL decided to celebrate Ann Bates in the same way they did DMX by showing a one second uh, placard on their show when maybe she should have gotten a little bit more than that. 
I uh, heartily agree. I don't know how they would have done it, right. <clears throat> but um, I heartily agree. And this one has been tough. Everybody I've talked to from the show, uh, for some reason, this one has been a hard one. And I don't, I can't even put my finger on it. It's just, it's really been a hard one. And for those that don't know, like she was responsible, and again, it's it's in the book, but she was responsible for some of the most iconic sketches, was she not? Yeah, the nerds, um, specifically. Uh, lots of other sketches that you wouldn't even think were written by the women, so to speak, uh, which I like also being able to talk about in the book. Right. Um, I thought that was great, too, because adm- admittedly, uh, you know, Chevy and Dan and John, I don't know them. I'm just saying their first names for brevity um, and then talk about it at length. Um, I, 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 I didn't know that there were these women behind the scenes writing. I mean, I did. I do before your book, but as, as learning about it growing up, uh, that there were so many women behind the scenes that were responsible for some of the things we've seen in, in what is always known as a man's world, SNL, right? Yeah, but I think also a lot of us, whatever it was we were doing, and, and I even talk about this in my book, everything led to the show. It's like Rosie Schuster, I was talking to her yesterday, she's also one of our original writers. Her father is one half of the very, you know, venerated comedy team of uh, Wayne and Schuster, a Canadian comedy team. And she said that when her dad and his partner would write, their office had like a um, a duct that went through to her room so she could hear what was going on, you know. Yeah. So she overheard a writer's room from a very young age. And, you know, Anne with the lampoon, me with my fascination with comedy and going to see everything, and then <clears throat> eventually being in a company that formed the Groundlings. Everything, all of our interests kind of led to this moment. Right. And, uh, and, and just so light. I, I remember, you know, again, being a 10-year-old kid and, you know, my mom saying, hey, there's, it, it, it happened twice. Uh, once with, S, uh, with uh, SNL and then once again with SCTV where oh, my mom yes. woke me up and said, hey, you have to get up and watch this show. It's the greatest. And so, like, thank to, thanks to my mom for introducing me to those, both those great shows. Cool mom. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so lucky that she uh, was into that. And then. You know, I bought. I still have it over there. I've got the 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 album of sketches that SNL put out. Um, oh my God! Which is, wow, uh, Arista. Yes. It was on Arista Records, and yeah. uh, it was that famous cast photo on the cover. And um, it's so seventies when you think about it now. <laughs> the it, look of know, that thing. But I love it. It, it. To me, it's just nostalgic. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 and brings back great memories of uh, a my mom, b the 70s and maybe being 10 years old and having zero responsibilities in the world <laughs> yes yeah so you can completely focus that was it i could focus on you guys singing the chevy song that's uh <laughs> uh uh but you know what but there's obviously there's more than snl in this book uh what i love about it is your honesty and your vulnerability and uh, which is uh you you can get sometimes in a, in a, in a memoir but it's, I think some people are still also. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, what's going on over there? I'm totally kidding. <laughs> what, what piece of clothing did you just use for that gag? It's just a out of blouse. curiosity. It is a blouse. Um, for those that are only listening, Lorraine is uh, in a, <clears throat> literally in a closet. Yes. Uh, with clothing to her left. 
and uh, Joker's to her right. Um, I am smack in the middle boom. with Jimmy. Hey, Steelers wheel. What? Um, uh, but again, some memoirs, people are uh, still a little regarded. Maybe they don't want to reveal everything. You reveal everything, which is yeah. wonderful. And it's specifically what, it, what, again, to make it about Jimmy Pardo, what appealed to me was your honesty about auditioning and how freaking awful it is. It's the worst four minutes of our lives whenever we go and do it. Some, the people yeah. that say, I enjoy it, are full of shit as far as I'm concerned because it's horrible. But you started you, one of your, uh, the auditions. I want to go through a few with you uh, if, <laughs> and if you would share the stories with us. All right. Um, and I know people want to get to the book, but I would love to hear, uh, share them with us. Uh, you auditioned for Bob Hope. I did. Uh, talk about uh, the breadth of time that this book covers. Yes. Um, yeah, and I'm not even sure how I got that audition. I think that there was this guy named Herb Carp, which is a perfect name for an agent, uh, <laughs> was a fan of the Groundlings, and he set me up with this audition. It was on a soundstage, which I th it was on Highland or Vine or something like that. And it was in his dressing room, which was a kind of... Uh, built room on the soundstage and it was crowded with what looked like a bunch of his golf buddies and he was sitting on a couch you know uh, with his arm resting on a golf iron and his legs were akimbo and I could see the outline of his balls hey. so you know that was distracting but <laughs> I proceeded to perform this monologue of this character that I did that was the valley girl but this is 1973 so it didn't really resonate with Bob. He kind of looked at me with spaniel eyes and uh, a lot of uh, I do a lot of projecting in the book, um, hopefully with ironic intent, mm -hmm. saying that uh, what he was definitely thinking, this is what he was thinking is what are you? What is that thing you just did? Because you and it don't even belong in the same building as show business. Jesus. So, and I do that a lot with auditions. I'm, I'm convinced that I can read the mind of the people who are beholding the carnage. <laughs> you, uh, and I will say that you and I are kindred spirits in this way and that you uh, hold on to a uh, grudge from auditions <laughs> for uh, years and years and years. Um, that, and, and but humiliation, you know, it's, uh, yes. it's like as if ruminating could change the past. It, uh, <laughs> uh, it, there's the one story that you tell, and I forget which audition it was, but that you, as you're leaving and driving, you, you thought of all the things that you wish you would have said to the casting director while you were in there that would have made you feel better about your shitty audition, which may have not have been shitty. Just your thought was that. Right. No, it was felt, shitty. You, okay. That's a safe assumption. <laughs> all right. Very good. <laughs> but I think you might be conflating several stories. Because oh, am I'm I? Not sure. Yeah. It I was nine hours, Lorraine. Give me a fucking I, break. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Uh, you're exonerated. No, um, it, uh, I think all of us experience that after we leave an audition. It's like, oh, I could have done, you know, it's just, I, I always had trouble finding my way into the material, which, you know, is pretty much a requirement for an act. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, so that gave me some insights about what my limitations were, which is something that I really felt I wanted to write about in the book because... I, I've never seen that in a in a memoir. I've never seen people really get in there and talk about the things that they become aware of that are so disappointing about themselves. Mm -hmm. 
You know, it's like I wanted to be more talented and I realized I wasn't, you know, <laughs> I, I've never read that in a, in a memoir. So I was, you know, for better or worse, I was going to fall on that sword. And it, and and again, it's a, it's a wonderful listen. I, I want to keep saying a wonderful read. It, now, it, I know. Lorraine, am I wrong? Is Audible doing a thing where you, you do it, uh, uh, an audio book, and then they will eventually print it into a, a written book? Is that something or did I just make that up? Um, I think you might have made that up. The contract right. I signed, which I even negotiated the time down, is that it won't be able to be in print for 10 years. Oh, so uh, and it, it was a, a higher number and I, I kind of got it down a little bit. But, uh, you know, they paid for the manuscript. They own it. OK. All right. Uh, so, but they could print it if they wanted to. Right. They could. All right. Yeah. But in 10 years, anybody can. Exactly. <laughs> it's public. Do- is it public domain in 10 years, Lorraine? I like to think yes, it's public Jimmy, domain. Yes, Jimmy. My life will be public domain. All right. Just like hang down your head, Tom Dooley. <laughs> uh, which is wonderful on the banjo, which we talked about uh, uh, for way too long before your arrival. Uh, All the right. Yeah, this... Uh, this episode has Lorraine Newman and us discussing banjos. Um, what, uh, I, you know, I guess it was, going back, it was the, the one audition I was thinking about was the one where, and I'm sorry for bringing it back to this. Again, it was nine hours. And, and, and Are you was, thinking Robert De Niro? No, one? I wasn't there yet. Um, hmm. The one where you thought about, uh, that you wanted to yell at the casting director. Uh, oh, that wasn't a casting director. That for, was a guy who was a head of an agency. Okay, but yes, that, it's my that I was I was shopping for agents, and he kind of put me on the spot and grilled me in a really unnecessary and cruel way. Yes, and um, later he spoke to my manager, and he said, "I wanted to see if she had any spunk." You know, I mean, f you, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! So right, and this yeah, was post SNL, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you, I think you'd already proven yourself, and this guy uh, wants to put your feet to the fire unnecessarily. That's what it was. Thank you. I apologize. It wasn't uh, an audition. It was, uh, well, you kind of put you, you made it an audition. Um, yeah, well, it was no, really. They were, they were, I mean, you know, people forget that agents, you hire them, they're working for you. And I'm well aware of that. And I was in this meeting. Uh, but I still didn't like the way he treated me. It was just, it was abominable, you know. It, uh, it, but you nailed it there, too. And that's something that people don't realize. It's like it, it, when we see agent and, and client relationships in movies, it, it looks like there's this friendship. But it's like in some way to a new person arriving here in L.A., they are the gatekeeper. You want you want them. You want to be able to hire them, which is a weird thing. And they, and they could tell you, no, I don't want to be hired by you. Yeah. Which is, Although I, my agent Michael Black uh, is still a great friend to me, even though I'm, I'm not, you know, he he retired from ICM and he's now, you know, a manager and, uh, but he's still one of the funniest people I've ever known, and we were absolutely friends. You know, it can be like that. Sure. But uh, this guy, may oh, nice. die a rat's death. No, I didn't <laughs> say that. He's probably already dead. He's that. probably already dead, Lorraine. He could be. The rage ate him up inside. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope it, uh, every single day he thought about that meeting. It just every, little by little took <laughs> his liver. I blew it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other, and I apologize for dwelling on the on the audition thing. The other one that gave me a knot in my stomach as you were describing it was when Lorne 
told you to go and and basically put on a little skit for the writers. Could you share that experience with us? Yes. Well, um, you know, he none of the writers knew what I could do. He was the only one who had seen me at the Groundlings. And so, you know, he wanted me to kind of put up a show and, you know, show all of my characters, which was perfectly reasonable. The problem was that I hadn't performed these characters all summer. And all my written material was in my car. And my car was stolen the third day I was in New York. So I didn't have access to any of it. And there was no such thing, you know, you have to understand, Jimmy. These were the days of mimeograph. I'm listening. There was no facts or anything like mm-hmm. that, let alone having filmed our, our content. I mean, th- that would have never happened. Right. You know, people have access to that all all the time now um even when we at the groundlings we try to get someone to leave this the main company so sunday company people can move in we do a tribute to them and we have lots of footage that shows their highlights but nothing like that from the 70s so i realized i was auditioning which i had never known i was doing for the actual show and i was scared to death and I describe it really in detail, the physicality. It's like I was freezing and nauseous. My mouth was so dry, I had to tear my lips off my teeth to speak. I had astral projected to one corner of the room, the ceiling, and I was watching myself. Right. And boy, did I suck. <laughs> and it was, it was the kind of thing afterwards where, you know, people wouldn't meet your eye. Yes. And, or they would say, These are, this is the word I just hate. It was fine. Uh-huh. Fine. Oh, God. But, you know, ultimately, everybody was so kind. You know, I realized this while promoting the book that, um, Nobody was mean to me. Nobody was mean to, to one another. We were really uh, kind of like a family and with pr- the kind of problems that a family would have. But I think when you come from an improv background, it's all about supporting one another. So it's like the girls never ganged up on one another. Right. Which, you know, is, is kind of, I'm sure in a lot of productions they do. But don't you think it, part of it is that you guys were in this this new world? It was the very first time something. Well, not the first time show of shows, of course, was happening, but uh, not at the moment. But uh, don't you think that was part of it? Like, hey, we're we're almost like Mickey and Judy putting on a show, so let's all support each other. It just so happens that it's on TV. I think it was in our nature to yeah, support okay. every, one another, and you know, also during the promotion of this book, I've realized that, you know, obviously, yes, you had your show of shows, and you had Carol Burnett and Laugh-In, but this was alt-comedy. Right. This was truly, as was SCTV, it was the first time anything that represented, you know, kids that were not, you know, people that were not, you know, old writers with cigars writing bits, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and let's not undermine, you know, the importance of them. Obviously, they were all great, but this was entirely different. And it was a, an assembly of people whose perspectives and styles and, and voices were completely new, something that had never been seen. It uh, and, and boy, and again, for a 10 year old Jimmy Pardo, just uh, you know, blew my mind and, and may have been part of what put me on the path to. What I did, I think it probably did for a lot of guys. Don't you think SNL was the reason that a bunch of us got into this? Well, I mean, watching the comedy I did 
did you know same thing right uh and it it, it wasn't i mean i watched a lot of stand-up i never really saw what i did anywhere um but i still was so in love with comedy you know and still am really you know what that's the other thing that i love in the book lorraine is a your love of comedy prior of going to the comedy store and seeing everything and then now you know, you still following it, watching SNL every week, going and seeing shows at Largo, going out to, uh, to, to see friends at various, uh, the dynasty, various venues around Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah. Whereas some would go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done with it. I've, I've lived it. I don't need to see it. I don't, I don't care what the young kids are doing. You are so, uh, That's very much so immersed surprising in it. to me. I can't understand that. I'm the same way with music, you know, having gone to Coachella since 2006, I, uh, I'm just always curious about new stuff. It's what I love about San Francisco Sketchfest is I mm-hmm. get to see all these new people. It's so inspiring to me. Um, boy, we uh, Matt, is there anything better than San Francisco Sketchfest? We love it. It's great. It's yeah. It's it's the first festival I ever like got to perform at. Uh, it, oh really? Yeah, in 2009 when we took the we were I think one of the first podcasts that we ever did a live podcast at Sketchfest. Um, because you guys are the first podcast. <laughs> we, uh, we've been around a long yeah. time, Lorraine. When you said 2806, is that 2,806? No. Okay. Uh, it, is the tw- it is the sixth episode of the 28th season, but I think we're at, what, 1,200 episodes? 1,100. Oh, my God. I forget, T- yeah. Somewhere. 1060? That's it's, amazing. It's a lot. Wow. It's a lot of us talking about AHA, the band. It's a lot of, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of the same. Over 15 years, you're going to hear the same wham stories you're gonna okay uh, yeah. you know you're gonna get them it's um uh it can be blink 82 uh <laughs> no for me no okay never mind no uh the 90s were not my friend musically i did not uh, <laughs> okay. uh and that's the other you, you, you're hipper than i am musically um than i will ever be uh, you, you you mentioned skrillex more than i've heard uh <laughs> other popular bands i know you do and i I don't understand it lorraine i don't get it i love electronic dance music it taps into my rage (laughs) is that what it is is that what appeals about it It, it's a lot of things i mean i love the (laughs) pardon the expression melodic aspect um i love the sounds because these are beats that they make themselves so they can sound like anything it's like you can identify a style of a certain person for instance excision his sounds sound like power tools, so you know it's him. And Twelfth Planet has a, a, a unique sound, and Flux Pavilion has a, a unique sound. And all these people, uh, the really good ones, are just, they're so fabulous. I mean, I, I don't have enough words for how much I love them. I Boy, oh boy, I get it just, you know, and I'm sure you couldn't listen to one second of Wham!, so that uh, I, I could. It's jazz that I have a problem with. Uh, but you have a love of blues, right? You have a love of yes. blues, but yes. but jazz, you have no interest. In, are you talking about like the uh, uh, you know uh, the wave type of jazz, or or even the skip skip? Yeah, it's like doom 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 doom. We're never gonna sing anything, <laughs> and we're never gonna give you a melody. You know that kind of shit drives me fucking crazy. Really? Um, it just bores the crap out of me. Wow. All right. Well, it, uh, to each and his own. And there's exceptions, you know. Um, Swiss Movement is a great album. Um, 
But yeah, for the most part, I just I hate jazz. Who cares what I think? Well, you're <laughs> really? the guest, so we do care. We uh, okay. We care. We'll uh, well, I'll take it to my grave about you. But and I your do. Jazz. I have to say that um, my friend and I went to see Etta James at Ma- in Manhattan Beach. I write about this in the book, and she was. This was before her resurgence, mm-hmm. and she was. It was a little club, and you could see out the front door of it when you were on stage, and people would pass by and poke their heads in, and Etta. James said once to the audience or the, the people poking their heads in, uh, there's no jazz in here if you're looking for jazz. No jazz. I hate jazz. I was like, my queen. <laughs> my queen. Oh, pardon me. Uh, oh, my God. I'm dying. Uh, guys, I'm okay. Oh, my I'm God. Okay. Wait. I've got acid reflux, which I believe is one of the uh, EDM acts that uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes. So well, there's Xanax and there's a hmm. Zantac. Zantac. That's it. Um, I don't, uh, I will, I will uh, enjoy some Zantac later. What the, <laughs> hey, you mentioned the, uh, the Robert De Niro audition. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that, uh, leaves a phone off the hook. Let's, uh, can you share that uh, auditioning for King of Comedy? Are you comfortable sharing that story? Sure. Um, there's uh, a context to that, which is that before SNL, when I was 19, my boyfriend lived cl- uh, close to this diner called Duke's which was below the Tropicana Motel on Santa Monica Boulevard, uh, an infamous motel where people have died. And um, it was family-style seating, and it was like the Hollywood canteen. You would see all these people that eventually became famous. And that's another thing about my book, is that I met all these people before they were famous. And then even afterwards, I knew Phil Hartman before he went to SNL. John Lovitz before they went to SNL. Um, you know, Paul Rubens the other day reminded me that we've known each other for 50 years. Um, so, but, uh, so one of the people I met at this diner was Martin Scorsese. And he showed us a screening of his movie. That, and it wasn't complete yet. It didn't have the music, the soundtrack yet. Uh, and it was Mean Streets. So, wow. you know, that relationship was such that it was important to me to do a good job mm-hmm. when I auditioned for King of Comedy years later. And it was the kind of thing where I felt obligated, if they're interested in me, if they think I might be able to do it, well, maybe I can, knowing full well I couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> it was the kind of acting I had never done in my life which was intense and and um, revelatory. I mean, absolutely naked, not, not uh, figuratively, but um, actually Sandra Bernhardt was in her bra and underwear. I couldn't even have done that. No? But I don't think so. But um, I was told I'd be reading with Jerry Lewis, but instead it was Robert De Niro. And... Um, it was just so mortifying. And at one point, he's looking at me like I smell like a Chinese restaurant dumpster. <laughs> and again, you know, in the corner of the room, watching the audition, knowing how badly I sucked. Uh, another one of those mind-reading moments. But I had to sit on his lap, cry, stroke his hair lovingly while he's hating me. Right, Jesus. And it I did not have the chops or the balls to do that convincingly. Mm-hmm. And talk about distracting. We we have uh, Bob Hope's testicles. Right. <laughs> we have knowing that you're not really supposed to be reading for this. You have no business. No business. 
reading for it. It's distracting. But don't you, th- you know, because I, 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 I shared that story with my wife, Danielle, and she's like, but the alternate would have been Jerry Lewis, who can be an asshole. Or like, yes. don't uh, you Robert think that would have been harder? Yeah. Robert De Niro was just doing his job. Right. You know, I mean, he was so nice. Everybody was so nice. It's just that I was the one. I was the critic watching myself yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, condemning myself. Um. Uh, you know, you hear this a million times and we say this to our children. No one would be as mean to you as you are to yourself. Right. And and by the, by the way, to that point, you get the role in Perfect, which mm. you're great in. And you, you never give yourself that even in the book. The, the well, hey, well, I mean, it would be weird to go. And I finally was great. I know that. Would no, be weird but to I do. wasn't. I wasn't yes, good you, in that. I disagree with you. You were great in I, that. You were the perfect best friend. You were wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, let's not argue the point. <laughs> All right. Just accept my uh, my review. I, of I your, so appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. And. Uh, Speaking of uh, of that movie, and uh, just because, again, this is a comedy show and people like to know, uh, did you enjoy your time with John Travolta, who we, of course, all grew up with as well? He's great. He is so sweet, so fun-loving. Um, I took him to the Groundlings. I've taken a lot of people to the Groundlings. You know, it's like, Lorraine's coming. She brought Warren Sivan. Mm-hmm. She brought John Travolta. You know, uh, and... The fact that he was willing to do that at his level of stardom uh, was great because it's it's not that so much that, you know, oh, he shouldn't be interested in new things. Of course he would be, but he's he's willing to risk what could happen to him physically because he would get mobbed wherever he went. So um, he's just a really good sport. I have some Polaroids of him and I and Mary Lou Henner that will never see the light of day but Why? they're what, what? all in good fun and mm. i think we might have found like um a very graphic phallus and so john like put it in his pants and is like <laughs> on a couch with his arm around us and shitting shit-eating grin yes but that will stay you know Stay in the book. And, and and by the way, you're not wrong because uh, you, the three of you know you're having fun. If that photo somehow becomes public, it's a, it's a crisis and somebody gets canceled. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, we have to uh, go around the horn. We got to do Oliver's trivia question, Lorraine. My son, Oliver, 13 years old. He writes a I trivia question. I can't believe he's already 13. It is. Uh, Jesus. He is, uh, but by the way, if you talk to him, you would think he's 32 because he sounds, his, he has a deep voice like me. So uh-huh. he, he, he might even have a deeper voice than I do. Um, oh my God. So kind of Walter Matthau. Is, uh, he's got a little Walter Matthau going. Uh, okay. He's, um, How fun. Uh, I was uh, the other day uh, in the bedroom and I heard Danielle talking to somebody and I was like, why is there an adult in our house during a pandemic? I assume she let some adult in, and it was Oliver's voice had changed that much overnight. Oh my like, God! <laughs> it's like they're morphing. Yes, and you know yes. you have two kids, right? Yes, I do. Who are now yeah. adults, but um, yes, they are uh, uh, almost thirty and almost twenty-six. It's unbelievable. And one of them, if I'm not mistaken, Hannah was just on. Was it Fallon or Colbert? Colbert. Yeah, she, she is a stand-up. They're both mm. stand-ups. They both um, are. Spike, my oldest. Um, is really like in the alt scene big time and she's on that hbo show losa spookies right um and she 
I think she's, well, these are my kids, of course. And uh, mommy thinks this so good. <laughs> but believe me, if they did not have the aptitude, I would have really been at a pickle because mm -hmm. I would have had to find a way to discourage them. But I didn't. They both, um, Hannah's also on a, a show on HBO Max that's going to be premiering the 12th of May, I think. Oh, uh, and what's that called? It's called Hacks. And it's uh, starring her and Gene Smart. Oh, wow. Cool. That, 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 it's a very funny show. I, pr I don't know if I should be saying this. That it's funny? <laughs> that it's been announced. I don't, I don't know if it's been announced. Uh, oh, well. To hell with it. Let them come after me. Yeah, you know what? Let them find their way into that closet. Let them uh, yes. break down that door and <laughs> exactly. get uh, attacked by a blouse. Um, <laughs> you're proud of your kids. You're allowed to talk about it. If I'm HBO Max has a problem them. with it, if Home Box Office Maximum has a problem with it, they can come to me. Yes. Okay. I, I will send them there. I can't do anything actually. about it. I'm a, I'm a guy with a mid-level podcast. What the fuck am I going to do? Um, <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, Matt, do we have some music to let us know that we're going into the Oliver uh, question? We, we do. Um, I don't I can't. I think we've played this one before from Robert Bird. Let's try this. Robert Bird. Uh, all right, here's the question. Get ready. Everybody get ready. Write your question down. Uh, Oliver's question of the week. Oliver's question of the week. Oliver's trivia question. I love that. <laughs> I don't know where I land on it, Lorraine, to be honest with you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't, uh, anybody else got some thoughts on that one? Well, I will say I this. It. I like it a lot, but, but it, the, the, the little drops of, of you talking, it just sounds, it, I, it's confusing because you're here and we're listening yeah. to it. And it sounds like you're just talking. On, it sounds like you're talking over it in a weird way. Uh, I guess that's what I thought. It's like, am I interrupting this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you weren't talking, right? You were. I. You know what? I don't. I, I talk so much, Matt. I don't know when I am or am, when I'm not. It's, uh, I annoy myself. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm kidding, of course. Thank you to. Uh, is that Bobby Bird? Is that who that was? Rob Bird. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Double B. We appreciate you uh, saying that in. I'm gonna. I, I, I gave him. A, I gave a nickname and nickname. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Here's the. Uh, so what happens uh, again, Lorraine? It's it's Jeopardy style. I'm gonna give you the subject, the topic. You're gonna uh, write down uh, or put in your head a bet anywhere one to twenty five, and then uh, we will go around and get everybody's answer. It's uh, all right. It's, it's that simple. Uh, it, what it is, Lorraine, is after 15 years, we've got to come up with things to talk about for the love of God. I totally understand. <laughs> we have to, luckily, the listener can't hear us right now. This is just between you and me and your clients. Good. No, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, I, I know you, you had some problems with this. You are talking right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. You're, you are audible to others. I'm talking just to Lorraine, but you're telling me you can hear me, Matt? Yeah, I can hear it. And I, Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> okay, Chris. Okay, good. Uh, I hate to add to this, though, but Jimmy, we can also see you doing this. You could also see oh, you. Yes, for those who have the video, we can also video, see. Yeah. All right. Look at that. There we go. There we go. That's the improvisational stylings of Jimmy and Lorraine. Come on down to the Groundlings <laughs> and see that Thursdays at 9 p.m. It's Jimmy and Lorraine doing those Cooking whispery with characters. Yes. <laughs> Cooking with gas. That's the name doing of our the troop. Whispers. <laughs> the whispers. The uh, whispers. Love it. Okay. Here's the, uh, your topic is, sorry, that's banned. Sorry, that's banned. Mm. All right. Uh, uh, Garen, can I bet four? Is that something I could bet? 
Yes. Okay. All right, uh, guys. I'm betting four. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's a good. That's a good way for betting to work. I don't. I don't. I think we're supposed to be quiet about our bets, but uh, just know uh-huh. this: I'm going four. You. You should really need to write down which ones you've done so that you. Yeah. Don't... Well, I do have that written down, but I forget to bring it out before we start the show. Yeah. And um, yeah, dude, we're in a pandemic. It's it's all hard. I could do to get by. I just finished a nine-hour book. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Did you listen to it to, start to finish last night? I listened night? to one woman's voice for nine hours straight. <laughs> Give me a... I'm trying to come out of that. All right. I love it. By the way, I do have one more story that I, I, that I, I would love for you to share with us, Lorraine. We'll get to that in half a second. But uh, okay. and, uh, on my notes that I wrote down, uh, nine-hour notes. All right. So, uh, and then we, I know Jeopardy, but I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. So, okay. I'm going to. The category is what is banned? Sorry. Sorry. That's banned. Sorry. That's banned. Uh, You have now made a bet. You have uh, written down a bet or. That I can do the answer. Yeah. uh, (laughs) All right. Yes. A wager, a wager. A wager, a wager that I know the answer. Yes. Between okay. one and 20. Is it up to me to say what I bet now, or do no, I have to keep I, I, that concealed? I, I, keep that quiet, and then okay. I will ask you, and you will reveal that uh, uh, after you reveal your answer, but okay. not at the same time. Uh, Swinging. I've made this far too difficult. Um, okay. If you have, uh, maybe, maybe one it. of the coats in your closet has a pen that you could grab. And, <laughs> I'm uh, just, I'm exhausted now. <laughs> I know you are. I've this winded is... you. <laughs> I've Again, winded you. That's Jimmy and Lorraine cooking with gas Thursdays at the Groundlings, <laughs> 9 p.m. I'd like to get an earlier time slot, to be honest with you, Lorraine. Nine seems late for me, to be honest. It's late for me, too. 5.30. I... Oh, God. You love a 5.30 show. Nice. Boy, Wouldn't oh, boy, that be boy. great? You know, Lorraine, there's a comedy club in uh, which I don't know if I'm going to go back to for the next 12 years. It's, it's in Michigan and they don't seem to have a grasp on anything that's going on in the world. Um, there's a comedy club that they do. They add a third show on Saturdays and they act as if it's an inconvenience. They go, yeah, it sucks. It's at six o'clock. It's a bunch of uh, people that just want to, you know, come and watch comedy. It's like, uh, really, that's get rid of the one at 1030 and keep the six o'clock. Yeah, but you know, you know, Jimmy, there are some young people that think there's nothing more exciting than going to a 10 o'clock show. Boom. Pass. Yeah. Pass. I don't even want to come out of the house once they say it's the coast is clear. I'm so happy in here. Are you? Is, is, that, is that how you're dealing with the pandemic? That's how you're I've not... always lived. It's right. government, government sanctioned now. <laughs> you know, oh, my God, I'm constrained to sitting on my couch and watching TV. Oh, it's just the best. It's a gift. It's uh, what's the Lorraine, before we get to the question, what's the uh, have you watched the, the Sound of Metal? What's the most recent movie you've watched? Oh, gosh. Uh, I, 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 I. I wish I had known you were going to ask me that. They all, you know, that's the thing about binge watching is that you can't remember. I I know I'm watching, I'm on Amazon Prime, I'm watching them. How is that? It is scary as, and I am a horror fan. I mean, I, I watch everything. So this thing is scary. And yeah, boy, boy, you talk about that quite a bit in the book, your love of horror. Yes. Uh, Garen, are you watching that as another fan of the horror genre? I was not sure if it had started yet. I've seen some reviews yes, about it, it so started. I will have to go check it out. Yeah, it's it's pretty scary, and it's painful, too, because there's a lot of things now, like, uh, uh, what was the one 
All right, I can't remember. I'm going to start on an anecdote and not remember where I was going okay. or the name that I was trying to summon. <laughs> so, um, but there's a lot of shows where uh, there are very scary white people mistreating mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's time has come, but it's just so painful to watch. Yeah. Because uh-huh. you identify and empathize with the black people that are getting victimized by people that look like you. Uh, well, you do. I see it from the both person's view, uh, point of view, and I think that they're right. All right, listen, Lorraine Newman's here. Um, well, I, I'm, I have a What's question. What's the question? Uh, I, I have before that question. I have a question about them. Uh, is it's? I'm stupid. Like I didn't see the movie Us, but I, to when I saw them, it seemed like it was almost like a sequel but it has no connection to that right not even none whatsoever yeah that that's it's, sneaky i don't like the sneakiness of of them trying to make me think that somehow jordan peele was involved and they i feel like the font was the same font is the he, same yeah. he might have a tangential involvement oh, okay. with the production okay i could be wrong about that which will be on my tombstone by the way <laughs> i could be wrong about that uh, uh, yeah um but i think he does have a connection okay. to it, uh, that, it that, is completely that different make me feel better. Uh, thing Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, Matt, I'm with you. I also thought it was a, uh, a series version of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've, I've not been told I'm wrong. Uh, when that commercial came on, by the way, uh, Oliver said, Dad, that looks like something you'll watch. And because uh, he hates horror. Although he yeah. watched Alien yesterday. Really? Uh, first time? Horror, but For, was yeah. that the first time he saw it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. I, you know, it came out and a bunch of us from the show, from SNL, went to watch and getting into it once the alien appeared john belushi got up and left <laughs> really? still watching watching the screen but his mouth was open like i'm gonna get out of here and uh he left Duh, it's great it's it such a so, great movie my God, and i like every iteration of it too i like all of them prometheus uh, I think the latest one where we see how that it was genetically engineered. I mean, oh, it's just so good. I agree. Uh, so he's excited to watch Aliens. That, that, that's mm. next on the docket. That's a good one, so too. Good. And Scream. He wants to watch Scream. He's, he's tipping his toe into horror. That's he's exciting. always been afraid of it. Yeah. So West like, Craven I, is a great place to start. Yeah. Mm. All right. Write it down. And, and I, I mean, I don't know if it would if the comedy of it will hold up the same way, but the Scream is, is, a, is a great comedy and a great horror movie to me like it works both exactly ways. and it's mm-hmm. for horror nerds because a lot of the yeah. references the inside jokes are just for horror nerds yeah. you know right which you appreciate it's like all the time you watch the movie and it's like i love jordan peele so i get up get out <laughs> get out of the house yeah. you know that's all you have to do um and don't split up <laughs> right. I mean, they they did the, what was the the one cabin in the woods where they did yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. You should show him cabin in the woods. That's a good oh. one too. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I should not. It's a no. comedy. If it's it is. a comedy horror. I don't know it. If okay. And he, oh, yeah. I feel oh, like it's a super fun one. Honestly, I don't have one. And if he can watch Alien, I kind of feel like he can watch almost he anything. Can, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it is mainly a comedy. All right. It, yeah, it's really good. I've written, I've written it down, guys. I've, I've got it. Uh, I've got that written down. I've also got down uh, other things. Um, <laughs> what do you think of that? What do you think of that good sentence? Nice. Uh, I'm actually. You know what? Here's. I'm in my head because I hate that Lorraine 
uh, uh, stole the idea of uh, I could be wrong for her tombstone because uh, <laughs> I say I could be wrong so much that it should no, be I on mine. <laughs> and I, I'm in my head now going, damn her for fucking taking that. Damn it. Damn it. Sorry, man. Maybe you can you know? be buried side by side and yours can say, I could, I could also be wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, after the success of our run at the Groundlings, I could see us getting buried. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it could be a nice uh, tomb. Oh, like right. a big oh, that's a good idea. Tomb where many people who could be wrong <laughs> be laid to rest oh, there. God, yeah. They could call it, it could the be, Trump tomb because the who's more wrong say, than Trump? Oh, right? dear God. Yes. Sean Spicer's in there. <laughs> the Huckabee family takes up a wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. They're, they're all good people. We're all just trying to get by like anybody else. Uh, hey, that Greg Gutfeld show is looking funny. You guys seeing any clips from that? <laughs> oh, That's looking God. fantastic. There is something missing. There is something genetically missing. <laughs> right? I swear to God. Do you remember that show Red Eye that was on Fox? Yeah, of course. Was there. It was supposed to be a comedy, and I, I was watching it the whole time thinking, there is something missing in this person's genetic makeup. Yes. They just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, I, I, that, here's a, 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 a true story. Uh, that may or may not be interesting. I was scheduled to be on Red Eye because he was having comedians on mm-hmm. and like a panel, like a Chelsea Lately panel. He'd have comics on. And on the way driving there, I called my manager, Bruce, and said, I ain't doing it. Like I had that knot in my stomach of, I don't like this guy. I don't like the network. What the fuck am I doing? How badly do I need to be on TV? How bad do I need $500? And on the way there, I was like, you know what? I, I just can't do it. And Good he's like, you. okay, I get it, Jim. I get it. And they're going to be mad. But I don't give a shit if they're mad. I can't yeah. do it. It was it was the one of one time I stood up for myself. I'm very proud of you for Thank that. you, Lorraine. <laughs> Thank you. Let me show you a resume of other things I said yes to. <laughs> um, I've got a resume of things I should have said. Yeah, I, well, I've got those. Uh, and, and, and again, you're, listening to your book brought all those back to me. All the, here's oh what God. I should have said to that casting director. Here's what I should have said. It was a catharsis, said. right? Uh, it really was. Okay, good. That's what I, uh, part of what I want. Well, it worked. Um, all right, here's your question. Here's your question, everybody. This, again, the topic, sorry, that's banned. Uh, this is, uh, boy, this is somewhat vague. It's against the law to do what creative summer activity in, oh boy, uh, Euraclea, Italy? Euraclea, Euraclea? E-R-A-C-L-E-A. Anybody? E-R-A-C. How would you pronounce that? Euraclea, Italy. So it's against the law, against the law. It is against the law. Well, first of all, it should be against the law to name your city that because I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. It's to against the law them. to do what creative summer activity? Creative in, summer yeah, activity. Creative in, is uh, throwing the, the, the word creative. Is that close enough? Uh, I, I think I know. All right. Well, uh, write it down. Again, grab a grab a, uh, a lipstick out of one of the many purses in that uh, closet. <laughs> it's right here, write it down. Jimmy. It's all right, right here. I don't know, Lorraine, by your own admission, your memory is shit. So maybe <laughs> you trying to remember it's this. It's so is... simple, though. All right. I'm, I'm writing down mine, which is also very simple. Uh, all right, Matt Belknap, it looks like he's still thinking. I am. I, 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 I can't think, think of one. This is how uncreative I am. I can't think of one creative summer activity. <laughs> well, I understand getting... that my answer is a completely a joke answer. Oh, okay. And, you know, wouldn't be done in Italy for sure. Just right. know that. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Yeah, Italy, uh, that's an interesting Now, you should know this, Lorraine. Matt Belknap would never give a joke answer because, God forbid, he'd be wrong about something. <laughs> <So> that, <laughs> wrong that he assumes it's a joke. Yeah. Uh-oh. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, uh, Gary, Matt, are you in? No, I'm not in. You're still thinking. All right. Yes. Let's, uh, 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 you know what? Why don't we take that break? Why don't we That's take a, a break idea. right here? Perfect place to take a break. Yep. Lorraine, you okay on time? You all right? You got sure, another I'm five, fine. ten minutes? Yes. Uh, all right. We'll take a break. We'll be back more Lorraine Newman. Hey, guys. Matt here with some dates for you. Lorraine Newman is on Twitter at Lorraine Newman, L-A-R-A-I-N-E Newman. And uh, her new book, May You Live in Interesting Times, is available on Audible. Please check it out. I can't wait to listen to it myself. Um, it's uh, her life story, incredible life, incredible career. And uh, if you care at all about comedy, you will want to listen to this. So please check out May You Live in Interesting Times. Again, that's on Audible. And uh, apparently um, you can uh, maybe save a little money. I, I don't know. Listen at the end of the show. Jimmy's going to give you a code for that, I think. Um, speaking of Jimmy, he is on Twitter also at Jimmy Pardo. And he's going to be at Flappers uh, in the virtual Zoom room on April 16th, 7 p.m. Pacific Time show. That's this Friday. Uh, go to flapperscomedy.com for tickets to that. Uh, again, you can uh, join from anywhere in the world and uh, request a bit, perhaps, or be a part of some crowd work in the Zoom room. So go to flapperscomedy.com for that. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash nevernotfunny. And for all other things Never Not Funny, go to nevernotfunny.com. You can still, at any time, you can subscribe to our Platinum uh, a service that gives you two extra episodes every week, plus video of every episode and more perks at different levels so go to nevernotfunny.com and enjoy hey sometimes you find yourself at the, the wall that's missing a couple of bucks now, who did somebody steal it or what's going on over there it doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks money might be a little tight that's where earn in comes in matt yeah earn in Earnings there if you got a last minute gift for a loved one an expect uh, unexpected trip to the vet i've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way, people saying, "Oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet." Yeah, people like using the phrase "pet vet," even though "vet" covers pet. I mean, what other? Are you, are you at the wild animal vet? No, yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people. I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun? It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, that's a good point. Yeah, why are they? Yeah. Why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their? Very you know, serious issue. You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, this is it, here's the important thing. Earn in is there because the, the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn in jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. That's what they're saying. They say it like that? Yeah. They, I would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement. No, these, these are people that, uh, you, you know, when they're giving a testimonial, they're caught off guard. And they're, then, they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone. Exactly these right. are not professional these broadcasters. Like we are. Yeah, they, they, they sound stilted, but that's real. That's genuine. Thank you. Man, again, it gives them peace of mind. <laughs> uh, hey, download Earnin today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N. That's in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Never Not Funny under podcast, please. When you sign up, it'll help the show 
lets them know who sent you there, who directed you there. Once again, put in Never Not Funny under podcast. Subject your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Earnin. It's your money. Get it now. Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something, and then Matt responds. And it's very, very never enough funny very brand. Very organic. Uh, very organic. We both turn into James Austin Johnson <laughs> doing Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Uh, Look. We haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business and they do. Yes. And uh, look, I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work uh, as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, that was your your passion. It's not mine. I don't. It's not mine either. So my passion is the opera. (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure. From longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. I want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates. That's exactly right. By the way, we have tickets for the opera coming up. I'm going to hire somebody to go in my place. <laughs> uh, that is my passion. My passion for the opera is to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program, episode 2806. We're here with Lorraine Newman. She's got the book, uh, the audio book, uh, May You Live in Interesting Times. Uh, Lorraine, what's the, you, you say at the beginning of that there is a uh, reason for the, that being the title. Why is that the title of the book? Um, because I realized that I was kind of like Forrest Gump. Yes. Zelig. You know, uh, I was able to bear witness to, be present for, or, or sometimes even instigate a lot of the pop culture movements that took place in this country the last 50 years. And I thought that that was a good through line for the book as well. It's like we go from, you know, folk music, my sister was involved in folk music, to rock music, which was so available. I could see everybody. I'd seen the Beatles twice and Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix. And then the beginning of the comedy boom with the opening of the comedy store. Uh, You know, Cliff Nesteroff's wonderful book talks about the fact that the comedy store was the first of its kind in the sense that it didn't have music. It's like the improv had stand-up, but it also had music. Mm-hmm. So this really was the first of its kind, and there was all sorts of, it was mm-hmm. thriving in L.A. <clears throat> all sorts of great, sorry. <clears throat> this is me in the morning, and it's not even the morning anymore, but it's <laughs> <No>. like, hoi! It's just awful. Some Waylon Flowers and Madam. Yes. All these great drag clubs, impressionists, so much and then the beginning of the groundlings as well which was really you know there were other improv groups in la but uh the groundlings seemed to have uh, eclipsed them to some extent and then you know pretty much the how huge comedy became and then after that i'm like really on the ground floor of the beginning of what is now huge which is animation yes so I just think it's, I've been very lucky 
that my interests have taken me to places that were the ground floor for a lot of these things. You know, that's the uh, the other neat thing about reading the book is uh, a lot of, uh, and you kind of brought it up about how you would go to Dukes and just see people before they were famous. You mentioned all these people, but it never comes off braggy. It never comes off oh, like, good. I'm friends with these rich people. I know all these rich people. I went to Angelica Houston's house for a party. It doesn't come, it just, it comes off like me saying, so I went to Matt's house on Saturday for a party. Like it, it's that's so. That's how it is though. Yes. You know, that's the truth of it. <clears throat> oh my god uh, lorraine do you want a lozenge or a water are you are you gonna be okay i'm gonna be fine all right yeah. all right lorraine newman's <laughs> gonna you. suffer through this guys we appreciate her taking the time and losing her larynx uh she's only a voiceover artist so it shouldn't affect her career all that much <laughs> no sweet. um what um, uh uh, you mentioned a woman in your book named Liz Welch, and you asked her, because uh, she's very beautiful, and you yes. say to her, uh, she's from Texas, and you say to her, uh, everybody I've ever met from Texas is beautiful. And she said... She said, well, you haven't met Lula May Garrett. <laughs> uh, it was the fucking just, name is perfect. Everything Well, I made that. it up because I couldn't remember oh, the actual name. Yeah, it doesn't name, matter. It's still fucking but, great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It may be less. Then you haven't met as if there's yes. one ugly person. <laughs> Damn it. It's great. Uh, all right. Lorraine Newman's with us. Let's get to it. Garen, uh, for the sake of brevity, how are you? You doing fine? Yes, sir. All right. He's there at the Never Not Funny Weather Desk at the Tri-Corners of the Valley. Uh, you had a good weekend, Garen? Yes, sir. What did you do? Anything of import? Uh, I streamed a little bit. Had a cool thing happen uh, last night. I was streaming. Um, apparently, a fan of our show is a professional wrestler, and he raided my channel, last, which means he brings his viewers to mine, basically. Oh, he raided. R-A-I-D. Yes. Yes. R-A-I-D. Um, I thought he said rated too. <laughs> Thank you, Lorraine. I, I yeah. did. It was like, oh, what did he give you? Six stars? What the, what, <laughs> five, five, five stars. Why do we give a shit what this wrestler thinks of you? Uh, no, but that was really cool. He's a fan of the show. His name's Colt Cabana. I, uh, Jesus Christ, we know Colt Cabana, right? He's uh, yeah. well known, isn't he? I, I did not know. I had to. I did not know. I had to say it. A great like, name. My friend of mine who was streaming with me was like thr- thrilled. He he knew every detail of what he's done what he's doing i'm like all right that's good i'm glad you know but nice guy his fans were really sweet they came in and hung out for a while it was really cool oh, that's, that's neat that's yeah, so, so i want to say fun. hi and, and thanks for coming in it was really cool good for wow. you garen colt yeah. cabana yes sir right i don't know anything about wrestling but i've heard that name is it because it's, it's a publicist? beverage also <laughs> they're, I, they're delicious <laughs> it's a, a follow-up to the 45 Mm-hmm. The malt liquor. He's That's a, right. He's been a comedy fan. He used to be on AST. I think uh, we maybe you remember him from from those days. I don't know. Again, so. I drank uh, the '90s away, so I don't remember anything <laughs> yeah. uh, that's happened. Uh, which is why you have not enjoyed my memoir because I don't have Bill Murray to remind me of things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> about that i don't have jane Curtin on speed dial to tell me what i did in january of 77 um garen do you have an answer i do have an answer i don't know again the question just as a reminder if you're uh, somehow joining in the middle of a podcast is uh, the subject was sorry that's banned the question it's against the law to do what creative summer activity in a small town in italy so my answer is draw on the sidewalk with chalk chalk drawing on the sidewalk no Mm. hopscotch is what you're suggesting Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything right, they've got that chalk, they don't like chalk on their right. sidewalks. They're pristine what? sidewalks. And don't you have to it? answer it in the form of a question? We're Lucy Goose. You're not holding to that. No, we're not holding to that. We're not Doctor Oz. We're not uh, <laughs> doing the rules. Okay. Um, 
Those ratings had to be horrible that week, right? With, with him, I hosting? saw an article saying that they the ratings were very bad. Yeah, good. I think, I think a lot of people uh, agreed that uh, f that guy and uh, get out of Jeopardy. Don't, Why don't. do I need to see this charlatan host this uh, iconic program? Mm-hmm. Right, the Rangers are completely quiet. All the Is people. He there? Of all the, yes, he's actually right. Um, of all the people, why him? Yeah, it's weird. Is you it? should do it, oh, Jimmy. I would love to. Are you kidding me? I, God, uh, you'd be perfect. I don't disagree with that. Can you make a call to one of your many people? I will, because I have the power. I know you do. I know that uh, you do, which is why you're in your closet. So it would be perfect. <laughs> Let them know where you're calling from. It's still right new when I'm in my closet. I'm being smothered by a, a dress bag. Can you uh, <laughs> give Pardo a shot? Uh, poor LeVar Burton is literally begging on Twitter to host. And he'd be and perfect. He'd be, perfect. Oh, he'd be great, He's too. Great. He's got the history of like education, but also entertainment. Yep. He's right. a good host. Mm-hmm. Yes. He ticks many, many boxes that yep. are necessary in 2021, in addition to being qualified. He's yes. Great. Lightly and graying. Oh. Yes. A nice human and being. pleasant. You can yeah. tell he's yeah. a good guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by all means, let's get the snake oil salesman to. Uh, well, I don't. Were they? Were those? Because there were a bunch of people who guest hosted. Would that was that really considered an audition, or were they just kind of like? Is Doctor Oz going to leave? He's not going to leave his show to host Jeopardy. I don't think. He, I don't think he was an audition. I think he was uh, some stunt casting in the hopes yeah. of getting ratings. Right. And it backfired, and that's great. Yeah. But but I think well, the maybe. network won't, won't admit they made a mistake. It'll be like you know, yeah. we knew it was an experiment. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thumbs down, jerks. Uh, all right, Garen Chalk is what you say. Let's check in with the lazy skeptic. He's there in Palms, California. Elliot, Hello. how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm getting by like anybody else. Good. Right. Uh, yeah. You. Uh, I, I forget. You had the. Uh, you, you did not have that bad of a reaction to the. Uh, uh, you had about eight hours of bad reaction to the. Uh, to the well, no, it was more more like twice, like like almost two days. But the 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 reaction was, uh, I describe it: if you had a cold, but you didn't have the worst parts of the cold. So Ooh, I was tired. I was uh, I felt like a little bit like like I was drunk a bit because I was wow. a little you know tipsy and lightheaded. Um, but I didn't have sinus things. I didn't have you know chest anything when you normally have a cold. Like to me, that's the worst part is the coughing and the sneezing yeah. and the and all that stuff. I didn't have any of that. What but about the I, coughing right now? Do you think she has COVID? <laughs> You're not. I've had my shots by a cracky. Did you get both of them, Lorraine? Or, or yes, one? I've had both. I'm 69. Pardon? Up top? How? Oh, you're 69. Yes, you're, you're not 69 years old. Wow. Yeah. Your book said you were 68, so I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> and it took a month to write it. Uh, I, I, also, I, I also love at the end, yes, Lorraine, I'm a, you're a 68-year-old badass. God damn it. So uh, wonderful. Thank uh, you. Uh, all right, Elliot, give me an answer here. So I was trying to think of something summary and creative. I don't know why this would be illegal. Building a sandcastle. Building a sandcastle, you can't. Well, you know what? It's creative and it's a it's summer a activity. Answer. Yep. So two out of three, I guess. That's Add the, the meatloaf, huh? That's all I yeah, ever want. All I ever want to do is think of an answer that fits the parameters of the question, <laughs> and I I have not done it this week. <laughs> oh, what'd you go with? I know you guys stalled. You stalled for me. You took a break. Everything that happened. I did everything in my power to help. <laughs> it couldn't have been being a friend, <laughs> being yeah, a good friend could, to you. Couldn't couldn't have uh, bent over backwards more to to give me the chance to come up with something. But all I came up with, <laughs> this is I think this is creative. Um, fireworks. 
I think you know what, uh, little Katy Perry. Sure, I think maybe it's that you can't listen to Katy Perry. Yeah, Sky no. Art. Yeah, yeah. I went to high school at Sky Art. A great guy. You did, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you love him. Okay, Sky King radio. too, or Bat uh, Masterson. Did you go to school with Bat Masterson? I did not. I'm not 98 years old, but okay. uh, <laughs> I appreciate you asking. I know we're supposed to yes and and improv, but uh, uh, I, I, I can't. Yes it and. wasn't even worth that. <laughs> what I said, really. You're um, just being chivalrous. I, uh, speaking of being chivalrous, uh, I just took a sip of drink, hoping uh, it would make uh, Lorraine stop coughing. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, is it that bad? No, I'm kidding. I'm fucking around. I don't okay. care. I'm kidding. Uh, Lorraine, what is your guess on this thing? For five, Again, $5 coming your way. Okay. Um, summer activity that's creative. I thought of camp activities. Yes. Mm. And um, it's make a lariat. Oh. You know, one of those country western ties. Because Italy... Is big on those. They love the bolo. Mm. Yeah, they love the bolo. So it's make a lariat or a bolo. That's that's against <laughs> the law. A, okay. It's banned. Down. Lariats are banned. Uh, I've written it down. I don't know if it's... Uh, I, I, my answer, uh, balloon fight. You can't have a balloon, you know, a water balloon, balloon fight. Oh, water balloon, yeah. yeah sure. Answer. Yeah, water balloon. Or just a regular balloon. You can't <laughs> just uh, go after somebody and give them static electricity. <laughs> So, uh, so Jimmy, I, I thought of another answer that seems like a joke answer, but I just want to say it before you before you give the actual answer. Yes, have sex. Do you That's think a creative activity. Creative, it's creative. Yeah, and it is. but is it is it seasonal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not from Italy. <laughs> okay. Uh, the great Brian Kylie joke. Uh, no, my birthday's in July. Um, <laughs> There's a setup we could all imagine what that was. Uh, all right, here's your answer. Let's see if anybody got it right. The answer is, holy shit, somebody's right. Somebody is right. Sandcastle? Sandcastle. Wow. What? How? Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, here's his uh, uh, follow-up. Uh, follow I searched and searched, but I could not find a reason why it is banned. Maybe it's because Italy's Frisbee players won't feel bad when they knock them over. Uh, Italy actually does have a frisbee team, so there's something. <laughs> okay. So there's. Uh, so all right, Elliot. Wow. Uh, congratulations uh, for winning. I want to say what the ninth week in a row. I have. I have. Uh, I think I've taken over from. Uh, I'm also uh, joining Oliver in uh, my voice changing. <laughs> I've taken over from Matt in uh, in in victories in, this yeah, year. Yeah, in the uh, in the the run of uh, of victory. Yeah, you're you're. That's impressive. Quite a streak. He's a smart guy. Ask him about the banjo. He'll go on <laughs> at length about it, uh, whether you want to hear about it or not, Lorraine. Wow. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't want you to, to, to lose control of yourself, but he does know about the, the other key, the further up <laughs> the neck. You, that you know, little one that's on the neck. Yeah. yeah that Nobody one. knows why it's there. Yeah. No, nobody knows. He doesn't know why, but he does know that it exists. Does <laughs> it serve as a capo? I mean, what's the deal? I, I would always I would have assumed that it's a uh, it's like a, a sympathetic uh, drone string. <laughs> said a sympathetic string. It's I, like a phantom leg. I guess. Yeah. I am now going to ask you to change the sign behind your head to the sympathetic drone. <laughs> yes, please. Begging you. Uh, Lorraine, doesn't your sister play the banjo? Doesn't she Tracy does. play the banjo? Yeah, she does. There's, she's. Uh, I think she plays Cripple Creek on some YouTube thing that she didn't even put up, and it has over two million hits. Yes, yes, Jack yes. White, wow. Jack White of the White Stripes, was talking about it. I think on his podcast or something like on his website. 
Uh, yeah, she's awesome. and she had just taught herself that that week that it was recorded. She's not a, really a banjo player. Is that the one? Where, it, mm. Is that the one for when she was young? It's it, it, it's in black she and white. She had her own show. Yeah, on PBS. Yeah, and it's yeah when she was uh, she was young and it, dewy. <laughs> <laughs> I did a, a radio show dewy. once. Uh, I brought Oliver with me, and Tracy was uh, the guest. And uh, I did not put two and two together that it was Tracy Newman, even though they said her name. And uh, we're here with Tracy Newman and Jimmy Pardo. And uh, then she said something where it clicked. Holy shit, it's Tracy Newman. And she was so kind to Oliver. She gave him a bunch of uh, the children's records, Mm. uh, the albums that she made. And she could not have been kinder to him. She was an asshole to me, but she could not have been (laughs) kinder to him. That sounds like her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, I admittedly, Lorraine, I got a little starstruck, which I very rarely do, but when it dawned on me that it was Tracy Newman who was responsible for a lot of uh, discovering a lot of people. She was in the new Christy Minstrels. Yes. She is one of the four writers on the Ellen DeGeneres coming out episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emmy winner, you know, created a lot of TV shows. Yeah, that's my sister. It, uh, uh, again, you can hear all about that in the book. Uh, the book is called May You Live in Interesting Times. Uh, Lorraine, before we go, I, I hope we have time for one more story that you tell in the book about your first date with Arthur. Do you have a little, do you have time to discuss that very quickly or you'd rather not? Yeah, I'd rather not because that that has a lot of details. You okay. can't just say, I, w- I had a date at my house and I pissed myself. All right. <laughs> because that doesn't really convey the, the, um, the increments of horror that took place. It, uh, it uh, here's the thing. It happens at about hour two of the book, maybe hour three of the book. Uh, so uh, listen that long into the book so you can hear this story of uh, uh, Lorraine's first date with a guy named Arthur because uh, it's fantastic. It is, and you know, I mean, there's also the story with Prince. Yes, there is and also that after one. SNL. You know, I find bodily functions very amusing, <laughs> and the ones that are just totally mortifying. It's like. When you write a memoir, you're really exposed. You expose yourself to God knows what. And it's like, God, do I want people to know that I did that? It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, that's the thought process. It's uh, the print story is great as well. The the book is full of great stories. And and look, you know what, Lorraine, obviously, you know this. You've been doing this a long time. Uh, Your description of. You know, Forrest Gumper Zelig is is perfect because you your story is that you are you are everywhere in this book throughout your entire life at the start of all these great things that have happened and that you are a part of it or at least was witness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's honest to God a great book. I cannot recommend Thank this thing you enough so to everybody. Much. Thank um, you, Jimmy. Oh, it's my pleasure. I I, I love it. I, I love the history of comedy. I love all of that, and this book is all of that. And it's. Uh, and, and and just you telling it is I, I'm with, I agree with you, by the way, I much prefer to read a book. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think this is a time where I didn't. I, I was glad to oh, have, hear you. Thank you. Read. Yes. Thank you, uh, Jimmy. Uh, my pleasure. And uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I recommend everybody uh, go to audible dot com slash Pardo. Is that something, Matt? Do we have a, uh, we, we have a <laughs> probably not since 2009 but uh, <laughs> I know remember they used to advertise they did, that they did advertise <laughs> way back when yeah give it a try put in promo code Pardo see if that gets you something I'm gonna uh-huh. remember that every time I talk out my ass is that a thing <laughs> is that a thing wait a minute my Jimmy pleasure. maybe that could be wait. your tombstone so you don't have to steal or, Lorraine maybe I could do a swap maybe I could uh, maybe Lorraine oh you want to trade oh come on yeah let her let her have wrong. her 
Let her have her Damn thing. It. But I could be wrong as me. That's me. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I would settle for. I was. She was always the last to know. <laughs> okay. And you could have. Um, I could be wrong. Like, all right. You know what? Listen, we're not going to be buried anywhere near each other or at all. So uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, we could both do it, and nobody's going to go. Hey, I thought I saw that on another gravestone. Yeah. So it, we're going to be all right. They're connected. Jimmy, why is Jimmy Pardo in the Jewish cemetery? <laughs> uh, he's wandering around aimlessly. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Lorraine Newman's been our guest. Uh, again, the book is called uh, May You Live in Interesting Times. It is wonderful. Uh, it, 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 the whole career, childhood, SNL, uh, movies, the voiceover uh, career, which is what she's doing now, talking about her kids. It is it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so take the time uh, to uh, uh, download it, stream it, whatever you do over there at Audible uh, and take advantage of it. It is, uh, as a reminder, it is nine hours long. <laughs> yes. Well, don't ever let anybody say Newman doesn't give you your money's worth. <laughs> no, certainly did. Uh, and uh, and again, audible.com slash Pardo if you want to uh, <laughs> save money on that uh, money's worth. And by the way, uh, yes, thing. you can do that. And, it, oh. and the URL says social network influencer podcast. Never not funny in the oh. url when you type that in so uh, so i can call myself a social influencer now and then I, when do i put the gun in my mouth <laughs> uh oh I, i'm not sure what the standard on that is for for influencers but i'm sure do you know how many one. subscribers you have oh sure of course but uh, we don't uh, reveal that publicly lorraine <laughs> well if it's over like thirty thousand, you're yes. an influencer Oh, okay. I guess I am. Okay. There you go. It constitutes right. an influencer. Yes. All right. Well, then I didn't know it was 30K. I'm in. All right. It's me and Jared Paul. Is that his name? Uh, Did I get that right? Jake Paul. No. Jake Paul? Who's, Jer who's Jared Paul? Oh, I know who that is. He's an actor. He's a good guy. <laughs> Fuck. That guy got hurt for no reason. Are you thinking uh, Aaron Paul? Oh. Uh, no, I was thinking Jared, Jared Paul. He was in, uh, he had, a, he had a, a small part in the movie Liar Liar. Uh, you've seen him. He's uh, okay. He's, got he's it. He's a character, a young character actor. He's very talented. Uh, who apparently needed to get kicked in the balls in the middle of my my rant. <laughs> oh, well, we all knew uh, what you meant. All right. What we all, we all knew you meant Logan or, J or Jake Paul. It's those brothers. That's who, who's Logan? What's that? They're brothers, but they're both they're both they're YouTubers. Both horrible trash. Yeah, they're both yeah, a holes, right? People. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's who I was trying to hurt. Uh, Lorraine Newman's been our guest. Uh, go listen to her book. It's fantastic. Lorraine, thank you for being here. Thank you. Such a pleasure. All right. Don't run away. We'll see about you off the air. On behalf of the Pop Culture Beast, there he is at the Nevada Funny Weather Desk. That is the uh, the well-groomed Garen Cockrell up there in Palms, <laughs> California. That's the, uh, what was it? The winded drone? What do we call him? Sympathetic drone. The sympathetic drone. The sympathetic drone. There it is. That's Elliot Hochberg. And of course, holding down the fort. Uh, it uh, never not funny headquarters in Sherman Oaks, California. That is Matt Belknap. I'm uh, I'm Jimmy Pardo. I'm after Lorraine Newman. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK forty seven gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For two bonus episodes a week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2021 Never Not Funny, LLC.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.